Blog Talk Radio. Oh, 
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. And welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We are a Christian Protestant internet church and a local church assembly founded in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And we hope that you're having a blessed Sunday. If you just rolled out of bed, try not to step on anything you left on the floor. Amen? And join us. We celebrate Holy Communion at the beginning of our services, so if you could find your feet or your flip-flops or whatever it is you have, go ahead and get your elements and get ready, because we're going to celebrate Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. It's a great day in the kingdom of God. No matter what the temperature is outside and no matter what is or is not in your checking account, it's a great day in the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Because he has a change. Amen. Amen. I know that many of us have had challenges, but I'm here to encourage you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we just keep on going, our breakthrough is right ahead. Amen. It's right up ahead. You see, when it gets pressing and it gets difficult, you know you're getting closer to the end of that particular thing. And you know that the breakthrough is going to be very powerful because the pressure coming against you to stop and to go backward and to sit down and to quit is quite strong. And it's been that way ever since um, our last fast. But you see, God is bringing us to a higher place. He's taking us to another elevation. And when you go up a mountain, it's steep. you got to have a little bit more get up and go to get going. Amen? Amen. But nonetheless, you eventually reach the peak. So take a deep breath. Take another step in Jesus Christ, and let's keep going. Because the way has been cleared for us. All we need to do is stay in faith and believe our God. He's bringing us through. It may seem like we're standing still, but we're not. We're not standing still at all. We're progressing in the things of God. Amen? Amen. We're growing. We're coming to realize the things that we do to trip ourselves up. Just as God's ready to bring the miracle, we do something to trip ourselves up, and the Lord comes to remind us that we can't keep doing it that way. We've got to get consistent about things. Amen? So every single time when he brings the miracle by, we get it every time. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for training us. This is training for reigning. It is. It's training for reigning. If I had never gone through these kinds of things, I couldn't tell you about them. I went through decades of these kinds of things. Why? Because I had to develop the stamina to keep going and never quit. And everyone else has got to develop it, too. There are muscles that you must move spiritually so that you can be strong. You can't just sit down on your leaves. It doesn't work that way. Jesus didn't have it that way. 
he had to go plunging out after getting baptized into the wilderness to meet with the devil. Now, isn't that fun? Well, nobody seems to think it's fun. But nonetheless, because he had taken the time to do the things that the Father told him to do, when he came to that point, he overcame. Amen? Amen. And that's the way it is with us. The more we submit, the more we obey, the better the overcoming gets. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for putting us through these seemingly difficult afflictions, which really are quite light compared to how they're going to be in the future. Yes, the closer we get to the end, the more the enemy panics and the more he works to get you out of Christianity. See, you've taken a stand in Christ. You said, I'm going through no matter what. Ain't no devil nowhere going to turn me around. That's what you basically said. Well, he's going to come to try you to see if he can turn you around. The song went, ain't going to let nobody turn me around. Well, you better make sure you mean it. Amen? Because he's going to try to turn you around. And if he can't use one thing, he's going to try something else. So now that you know about Satan and his devices, then man and woman and God up. Amen? Amen. Shields up and keep on going. Amen? Because the devil doesn't have new tactics. He just keeps trying them on war weary things. Amen? But we're not weary in well-doing because our strength comes from the Lord. Amen? The joy of the Lord is our strength, and he's strengthening us every single day. Remember when you first started going to the gym, you could hardly do anything. You came home sore, and you came home tired. But you know when you kept going back, and you kept going back, and you kept doing the exercises, they eventually got easier, remember? And you developed strength where you did not have it before. We have to develop strength where we did not have it before. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to press on through in the Lord. We're going to keep enjoying Jesus. We're going to keep getting blessed. And we're going to keep walking in his victory. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, We want to thank you for the privilege of being able to meet together on the Internet and in person because, Lord, it is not this way everywhere. It is not this way everywhere. Everywhere there are saints. Saints are not able to come together. But we want to thank you for this privilege and this honor and this grace and this blessing. We do not take it for granted, Lord. There are many underground churches around the world where saints can barely meet once a month. But you give us the privilege of meeting several times a week, Lord. Thank you for being in our midst whenever we're together, Lord. Thank you for strengthening us. For those of us that are having problems in our bodies, Lord, we ask that you release your healing virtue this moment in Jesus' name. We release the blood stripes of Jesus over everyone, even those that need to be healed in their minds, Father. We thank you for healing in our minds in Jesus' holy name. Every spirit that's come to attack our minds, 
We take authority, dominion, and power over it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind it. We send it into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind every spirit of oppression in the name of Jesus Christ. We are the blessed of the Lord, and we declare it. Because the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We thank you, Lord, for setting your people free. We thank you for healing your people. We thank you for blessing your people. We thank you for touching your people. We thank you for strengthening your people, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Every spirit of oppression come out of God's people. Come out of God's people in Jesus' name. Every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Every single attack must go back in Jesus' name. Every attack, go back where you came from. Go back where you came from. Go back where you came from. In the name of Jesus Christ. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, your warring angels, your linking angels that are around us. We want to thank you, Lord, for progression in the spirit in Jesus' name. Progression in the spirit. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Progression. Amen. Every round goes higher and higher. We're progressing in the spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask for your forgiveness for all of our mess-ups. Because we all mess up from time to time. We thank you, Lord, for pouring out your blood and washing our sins away. We thank you, Lord, for strengthening us and correcting us and helping us to get it together, Lord, because we want to do right. We want to obey you. We want to be blessed in Jesus' name. So we receive the blessing of Holy Communion today, Lord. You lay down your life, Lord Jesus. You poured out your blood. You did not get down off the cross until it is finished. So we want to thank you. Help us to do what you did. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor in in the name of Jesus, Father. Now, if you have your element, know that as you partake of the element, that your healing is progressing, that your healing is progressing in Jesus' name. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. 
And when you are betrayed, this is what you ought to do too. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. We do this in remembrance of you. Partake of the cup. Amen. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. <coughs> Went down the wrong way. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise your name. We thank you for Jesus Christ and his blood sacrifice for us and for the whole world. We thank you that he is our wisdom and our healing. You have said that if we would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord God and do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to your commandments and obey all of your statutes, you will put none of these diseases upon us which were brought upon the Egyptians, for you are the Lord that heals us. We thank you, Father, for forgiving all of our iniquities and healing all of our diseases. We thank you, Father, for healing all who are oppressed of the devil. We thank you, Father, for making us clean. For the Lord is the strength of our lives. So whatsoever we eat or drink, let us do it to the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for bringing us into agreement with your word. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. God has been working on everybody. He's been teaching us a better way to live and a way that he can bless. You know, everybody has these little areas and little things in their lives that they do 
for whatever reason, some of us, it's because we grew up in that environment, and some of us, it's because we learned a bad habit. Amen? And we have to unlearn these little things, you see, because they hinder the blessings the Lord's wanting to send. Some of us have a tendency to get negative when we get exhausted. Some of us have a tendency to complain. But we have to overcome these little things because they hinder our faith from operating properly. Amen? So we've been working on a lot of little areas. God's been going in and out, round and about with everybody, pulling out areas that we forgot were there, things that, okay, at one level of our growth we overcame at that level, but now we're at another level of growth, and we have to overcome this yet again. And you say, well, why? Well, you see, it was more deeply rooted in you than you are aware. And so while you overcame at one level, now we're going deeper to get that thing out of us once and for all. Amen? So don't get discouraged because he takes you back through an area that you've been through. You were a lot younger in the Lord then. You hadn't learned some of the things you've learned now. Now you're at a different level, and it requires a stronger response of faith. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God is really getting us cleaned up and ready because he's got a lot, a lot, a lot of work for us to do. A lot of work. And um, he's going to bless us. You see, We've been obeying him consistently, doing every little thing he said to do. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him out. There's a reward for all of this prayer, all of this fasting, all of this Bible study, three times a week and on and on. There's a reward for this. Amen? There's some reward coming for this. Don't lose sight of that. Your father rewards his children for the things they do. Amen? Just like you reward your natural children, even more so, your heavenly father rewards you. Amen? So expect that. Expect the reward. You go through the effort, you know. It's like, um, I can use that example. Okay. It's like the horses that do that big races. What do you call them? They're called the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes, the Triple Crown. That's it. I knew what I had. They go through a lot of lot of training, a lot of training. They're bred. They pick out who's going to be the mama and who the daddy is, and they have to pay big money for the seed from the daddy. Trust me, they do. They shell out big bucks for this. And that's how they bring these racehorses, these thoroughbreds, to the race. Well, you see, Jesus Christ is the one that makes us a thoroughbred, no one else. It's not our biological parents. It's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We are in him. And so they go through a lot of training that the cameras and the people and the audience never see. They go through a lot of grooming. 
They've got a lot to go through. They've got to grow. They've got to eat. There are things they can do and things they can't do. And we're going through similar training. Why? Because we're God's thoroughbred. We're God's thoroughbred. He's got to get us in tip-top shape because there's some tip-top wars we're going to face, and we have to be ready. We have to know what to do. We have to know how to use our weapons. We need to know when to use this weapon and when to use a different one. Amen? So don't get discouraged because, boy, this sure is getting tough. Well, guess what? That's how you win. That's how you win. I tried to watch those horses run this year, but I kept falling asleep. (laughs) And as it turned out, the horse that they thought was going to win wasn't the one that ran and won. It was some horse that he was in the lineup with the rest of them, but they didn't think he would win. He just got up that morning and decided, well, I'm going to win this race. And he got right out there and gave it his best and left all those other horses behind. You see, people can't tell who you are by looking at you. It's your performance that's going to let them know you're God's thoroughbred. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital demons, technology demons, and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, Techno-paganism, mind controlled by the occult, post-microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, tinnitus, and binding directly directed energy of the microwave weapons in Jesus' holy name. We break the power of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us the things that you have taught us in warfare. We bind all trafficking demons 
And we bind all electronic and digital demons in Jesus' name, all technology demons, Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, water, marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dome, dust, drone spirits, all seducing and womanizing spirits, all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the seducer, and the charmer and their attacks. The Havana Syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, every sonic and audio weapon, all EMF and EMP attacks, all debilitating sonic frequencies and their attacks, the work of every druid, we bind in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils, mystic rituals and their intent and their attacks. Oh, thy God, we bind all 5G. Everything coming off the cell towers, out of the uh, technology, out of the cell phones, out of all the technologies in Jesus' name. All the spying demons, they send forth in the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, Indian, Indonesian, Japanese, Korean, Russian, German, Celtic, Indigenous persons, tribal groups, native groups, we bind these demons and their cultural witchcraft in Jesus' holy name. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind our free-flying devils. We bind spirits which take animal forms. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin and the culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications. We bind formations of all bull flies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, demonic knowledge, against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all spirits sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, black, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, assassinate, defile, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generation of fools, the spirits of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. 
We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every work, right, mark, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, all sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we lift up the families in Texas that lost their loved ones. We lift their lives before you. We lift their broken hearts and their grieving before you. We plead the merits of the shed blood of Jesus over them now, Father. We ask, Lord, that you lift their spirits, Lord. We ask that you encourage them. We ask that you give them a ray of hope, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, their grief is severe and deep, Father, but those children are with you. So, Lord, let this be a message to go to young people everywhere, that you don't just die when you get old. You can die as a very young person in Jesus' name. So, <coughs> so we need to keep our lives clean and right and holy before you at all times. <coughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. We lift up the families of the people that were murdered at the grocery store and those that were shot at church in California and all the other places where people have been murdered and slaughtered because of the enemy. We give you praise. We cover their bloodshed, the blood that was shed from their bodies with the blood of Jesus Christ. We say that no witch, no warlock, no war, no wizard, no divinator can use their blood as a demonic sacrifice to an evil, wicked deity in Jesus' name. We declare their blood to be set aside in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. At Rukoha, we bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, The Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, The Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, The Spirits and the Children of Disobedience, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, The Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and Mayhem, Oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind the king of pride and all of his wicked work in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride and all of his wicked work in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. 
We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirit, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Tali, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and the 72, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite, and we bind the work of the associated organizations. In Jesus' name, we bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, witchcraft, and their tactics, tactics, and hexes as well as their mind control, back on their own heads. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. We pray. For the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you and we give you praise, Father. We cover the road we travel, our vehicle, whatever form of transportation we use, under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We disconnect ourselves from any spirit that was transferred to us, sent to us, or followed us in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over bad dreams, dreams of the night, dreams that interfere in our sleep in Jesus' name, and we send them back from whence they come. We disconnect from the source of the dreams in Jesus' holy name. We want to thank you for that. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, hexes, Anything of the devil sent to us in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free from ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and other, all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. 
We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamanists, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, and such. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, all psychic prayers, psychic warfare. Sorcery, magic, voodoo, mind control, chanting, ungodly blessings, incantations, root work, voodoo, and tribal rituals and sin, and everything sent to us. Amen. Father, we bind psychic prayers. We bind psychic prayers, prayers that people think they feel like praying over our lives that you have not sanctioned. We bind those prayers up in the name of Jesus Christ, and they fall to the ground in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We bless your name, Father. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Amen. You know, saints, you have to be careful about this, you know. You can't just give your agreement anywhere. And you can't just agree for anybody to pray for you. I think we talked about this a long time ago, but I feel the need to to touch on it right now. You can't just agree for just anybody to pray for you. You know how it is in conversation. You're just chit-chatting along, and all of a sudden somebody says, well, I'll pray for you. You be careful. Ask the Holy Spirit to check your mouth before you come into agreement with the wrong spirit. You see, when people open their mouths, it's not just the human that's talking. It's the spirits that are in them. It's not just the human that's yakking their mouth. It's the spirits that are in them. You can't open your mouth and agree with a demon to pray for you. All right? You can't do that. Amen? That's not wisdom. That's not righteousness. I know that we get loose in the brain whenever we're around family and friends and whomever at the barbecue, at the swimming pool, wherever we happen to be. And we forget that we're Christians and that we're supposed to have our armor on and we're supposed to be alert. You know, we just get off into social conversation and we don't think about these things. But you can't just give your agreement to just anybody praying for you. And you cannot judge them based on your own personal opinion. They have to be vetted by the Holy Spirit. You see? Amen? You just can't open your mouth and just let any old body or any old spirit say, well, I'll pray for you. All right, thank you. No. No. They have to be vetted by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, is that all right? You have to ask him. He's there. He'll talk to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's remember that we know left from right and up from down. And we don't do things that way. I realize traditional Christianity will tell you you can do this if you want to, but not in supernatural Christianity. Amen? In supernatural Christianity, you act like you know There's a natural world and a spiritual world, and you're in both of them at the same time. Praise the Lord. So we're going to talk about keep the peace. 
keep the peace. When is uh, Memorial Day? It's coming up soon. It's Monday. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to lift all the veterans to you right now all over the world. People have laid down their lives that some of us, Father, can walk in some liberty on this earth in Jesus' name. We ask you to bless them, Lord. We ask you to touch them. We ask you, Lord, that people that normally ignore the importance of Memorial Day wake up this time because it's time to wake up. We thank you, Lord, that in this nation we have a strong history of persons laying down their lives for everyone else. And that is our Christian and patriotic tradition. Somebody lays down their life for someone else, just as Jesus Christ laid down his life for everyone else. So we ask you, Lord, to bless those that place themselves in harm's way, many of which lost their lives, Lord, so that the rest of us could enjoy freedom and liberty and have a sense of justice in the earth. We bless you, Lord, for their lives. We thank you for those that are presently enrolled in the armed forces, that they're committed to doing what their oath says for them to do. We lift up to you law enforcement that doesn't always stand with its oath, but we forgave them for that last week, Lord. We forgave them for that. Now we ask that you deal with them in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. Matthew, chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. Amen. Keeping the peace. Amen. Keeping the peace. It's important to keep the peace. Amen. It's very important to keep the peace. Why? Because God gets things done when things are peaceful sometimes, things that he doesn't do when there's a lot of commotion and confusion going on. Judge not. That's right. Judge not that ye be not judged. It does not mean that you don't discern the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness. That's not what that says. People would like to make it say that when it suits their purposes, but that's not what it says. It says, don't you sit in the judge's seat. There's a righteous judge. He's the Lord of hosts. That seat, that place, that position belongs to him. As Brother Marshall told us last week, that the Father gave all the judgment over into the hands of the Son. He's the righteous judge, and we're not to judge on partial knowledge, our own personal opinion, and our own backward feelings. Amen? Judge not so that we don't experience that same kind of judgment. For with what judgment ye judge, Ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, if you give out a little bit or a lot, 
it shall be measured to you again. And while beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye. Mm. See, there's this little mote in your brother's eye, and you can see it. But boy, you're going to get on him about it. But in the same, at the same time, you got this long beam. beam. What's a beam? A beam is like a telephone pole. You've seen those before. The trucks. Big, heavy trucks have to come down the street to bring them. Big, heavy trucks. I've seen them recently. Then they have to dig big, deep holes and stand those poles upright. So, that's a beam? Yes, it's huge. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the moat out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first sweep around your own front door. First, cast out the beam out of thine own eye. Who gets to cast it out? You do. You get to do it. You have to cast the beam out of your own eye. It's your eye and your beam, and you've got to get it out. And then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the moat out of thy brother's eye. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Many times it is the issue that our own faults are the ones which we have the least tolerance for in others. It's our own faults, our own weaknesses, our own trespasses that we can't stand in other people. In this passage, Jesus is still encouraging us to have empathy and compassion on the weaknesses of others, empathy and compassion, understanding where they're coming from, caring enough to do something about it. We are called to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. You see, that's why you have to get the beam out of your own eye first. Amen? We ask the Father to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, you know how long you walk around in a huff when somebody does something that doesn't exactly suit you. It lasts longer than five minutes, just tell the truth. You walk around with your jaws all puffed out and your mouth all stuck out, and looking all ugly like you're eating, you know, sour lemons or something. Then after a while, somewhere in your brain and in your spirit, something clicks and you go, oh, I'm supposed to forgive and get over this. Okay, let me get on it. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord for the click. Amen? Amen. So when is it that we recognize the need to completely forgive our own selves. 
you know, if you're still walking around calling yourself dumb, slow, and stupid, you need to repent. Thank you. If you're still calling yourself dumb, slow, and stupid, you need to repent. Jesus is trying to deliver you from those things. Stop beating yourself over your own head. Amen? Amen. Do you ever forgive yourself? I didn't get one amen. (laughs) Golly, Jesus, this is bad. As we grow into the image of Christ, we have many, many opportunities to see ourselves in the actions of others. The Holy Spirit said, stop right here. Now, everybody has to forgive themselves right this minute. He says that's better. Amen. See, you think you can get away with stuff, but he isn't going for that. As we grow into the image of Christ, we have many, many opportunities to see ourselves in the actions of others. This can become a very painful view, but nonetheless, if we allow these experiences to teach us, we grow. If we allow these painful glimpses that we see, we see somebody doing something that we either still do or used to do. If we allow that to work its work in our lives, we actually grow. Amen? Amen. Parents have this opportunity with their children. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, the mirror is ever before our faces. Attitudes that we had in life, we see them emerging in our posterity. Ouch. If not recognized and managed thoughtfully, it can lead to friction and division. Just think of all the wrong that you did in the past. That's a lot of mess, you know. But this is your child, and it does not matter if it's by natural birth or by adoption. I've seen it work this way both ways. You will see some of the behavior characteristics that you have beep up right up in there, and they hop right in your face with it. They don't go down the street to see somebody else and show out down there. No, they do it right in your face so you can get embarrassed. That's how they do. Amen. It's the truth. In Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 11, Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so whose seed is in itself. Mm-hmm. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, after his kind, and the tree 
yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Yes, each child is a unique person, but you are in the mix. You're in the mix. There's a difference in the child that you conceive when you are out in the world and the child you conceive once you had come to Christ and kind of gotten your act together a little bit. And you can see the difference. It works that way. Yes, it does work that way. Sowing and reaping is still in effect. But you say, now that you're born again, but I never did what Mary is doing. Really? You've forgotten a few things, haven't you? The beauty comes forth when your parents and you of how you once behaved. Mmm, it gets good then. Seemingly, we forget all of our past errors and wrongdoing when someone else is doing it. Suddenly, we've been near perfect all of our lives. Well, now we know that's not the case. Psalm 25, verse 7. Psalm 25, verse 7. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgression. According to thy mercy, notice we want the Lord's mercy. Remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Like, forget about all that bad stuff I did. Just just act like it never happened. But you see, God is wise. <laughs> That's why we have sowing and reaping. Amen? Psalm 130, verse 3. Psalm 130, verse 3. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? If you keep track of every teeny-weeny, itsy-bitsy, rotten thing I've ever done, who, Lord, could stand in your presence? Amen? Mm -hmm. Psalm 51, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 51, beginning with verse 1. Have mercy upon me. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, that's what you're saying. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercy. What? Blot out my transgression. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and don't want to bring them up anymore, even in a testimony. And my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. 
Yes, he will be clear when he judges. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Lord, they was doing this too. See, I'm not the only one that did this wrong. They did it wrong too. Behold, thou desirest truth, T-R-U-T-H, in the inward part. Quit thinking it, just fess up. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom, but you're going to have to tell the truth. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You see, when we've done wrong, we want God to forget all about our bad. We want him to just blot it out and remember the good parts about us. That's what we want. But that's not always how we treat others. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's not how we always treat others. We are quick to judge the faulty one. Yet we need to remember how evil we used to be. You know, it's real interesting. Once you've been in church about six months, you seem to have a serious case of amnesia about all the bad stuff you did before you got to church. Don't be so critical. You're just reaping a crop that you sowed a long time ago. Do the thing that makes for peace. Amen? Do the thing that makes for peace. Others of us came from critical, fault-finding, judgmental family groups. So we take these values with us on our journey down the road of life. It is my prayer that you make the best use of this sermon and determine that old baggage is best discarded at the train station. It needs to be left there. It doesn't need to travel on to your next destination. In other words, you can drop those values. They don't have to travel with you anymore. Just as you decided to change your destination, you can also unload all old baggage at the foot of the cross of Calvary. You can leave it there. You don't have to bring it any further. It's been crucified with Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about. We're surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses. All those people that went before us and learned how to live a holy life before God. 
let us lay aside every weight and the sin which just so easily beset us. It gets us off every single time. And let us run with patience. All my um, all my horse racing fans, with patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yes, that means your tongue too. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You just love all that stuff flying out of your mouth? Well, there's more of it coming. John, the Gospel of John. Chapter 7, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge righteous If you're one of these people that live your life jumping to conclusions, this scripture is for you, dear. If you're one of these people, you have this tendency to leap off a building to the first conclusion that's available, this scripture is for you. You need to highlight it just for yourself. Amen? Amen. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 9. A hypocrite and hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor. A hypocrite. You know, he says one thing, but he's actually doing something else. A hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor. Now, do you think that makes God happy? I don't think so. So you shouldn't get such a kick out of it either. Amen? Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Why are you getting on their case? We all have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You have no right to criticize your brother or to look down on him. You must remember that each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. When tempted tempted to criticize others, first consider your own faults and weaknesses. When tempted to criticize others, and I know we've been we've been tempted to criticize what the um, 
police people what the law enforcement did last week. But you need to stop and think about the times when you should have stepped into a situation and you didn't have as much at risk, but you didn't. You should have spoken up and you didn't do it. Think about it. Think about it. They're not the only ones. We have the same faults and the same weaknesses. We don't want to put it on the line. Amen? Oftentimes, we want to complain to the Lord about what so-and-so is or is not doing. But have you considered the list of things that you ought to be doing that you're not doing either? How about that? Your thoughts are not charitable toward the other person, and you are sowing for bumper crops that you would prefer not to reap. Yes, death and life are in the power of your tongue, and yes, you will eat its fruit. So if you're not going to speak charitably about others, then you're going to get to eat plenty of that yourself. And it may not taste so good. Some behave as though their words are the weapons of warfare which they are to use against others, especially loved ones. Now, you know that's when it really heats up. It's one thing to be upset with your neighbor down the street, but it's a completely different issue when it's in the family. Am I correct? Amen. It always keeps up when it's in the family. But we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Now, are we? We're not wrestling with flesh and blood. Tactical weapons are designed for offensive or defensive use at a relatively short range with relatively immediate consequences. That's what tactical weapons are designed for. They are designed for use in combat. Combat, yes. Your words are spirit, as Jesus has taught us. The mouth of a saint is not to be used as a Smith and Wesson or a Glock or an assault weapon against flawed people. Lord, I think they're gone because they won't say amen. The mouth of a saint is not to be used as a Smith and Wesson or a Glock or an assault weapon against Flawed people Thank you Yes you've done that But you were wrong The spirits that come forth From your mouth Are not to be rolled Through the barrel of your lips To destroy Others who have The same weaknesses That you have 
Lord, we're going to need a dead raising service because they ain't saying nothing. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Think, a tree of life. People come along, they grab some fruit, and they live better lives. But perverseness, perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. A breach, yeah, it makes a tear, an opening, a wound, a weak place. A breach in the spirit. That's not good. Gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. You know what griping is. You know about griping. Repeating complaints over and over and over again in order to distress, irritate, oppress, and afflict the listener. You want to get on their nerves, and you're not going to stop till you do. You know about that. So does Jesus. He knows about it. He lives at your house. Or else you're harping on a matter in a very, very annoying way. You just won't let it drop. You keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again. None of this makes for peace. And none of this pleases the prince of peace. You can't afford to cast the first stone at anyone. You have entirely too many faults of your own. So they didn't remember to leave the dish to soak in the sink. And your point is? You know how it is, that little thing, and you just have to wear it out. you got to jump on it, hop up and down on it, do a dance on it, run around the block with it, go down the street with it, come back again and start all over again. You just won't let it drop. And if it does drop, next week, the first thing that reminds you of it, you're right back at it again. You are right back, and every single time thereafter, when something triggers that memory in your, in your heart and in your mind, there goes your mouth again. You're just hopping on it and jumping on it. You look like a Mexican jumping bean, jumping up and down on the same old thing. Amen. God knows he lives at your house. He lives at your house. So, self is right, think, that it has a right to judge and criticize others as often as it likes. Self is right believes that all the time. There's never a time when self is right doesn't believe that they have the, uh, they've been commissioned by who I don't know, 
to criticize others whenever they feel like it. They wake up in the middle of the night and will do it. Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23, verse 38. Matthew chapter 23, verse 28. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men. You know you do. Wherever you go, you're smiling. Hi. And they think, oh, she's such a nice lady. He's such a nice man. Mm-hmm. But within, ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Don't worry, you're not the only one. Other people put on fronts too. You're not the only one. You try to put on a good appearance and convince others that you are saintly. But just behind that smokescreen, your heart is filled to capacity with the corruption of hypocrisy and sin. You know, you act nice in public, but once you get back in the car, my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm, that's the truth. Amen. Your double standard is an attack on the kingdom of God. Your double standard is actually an attack on the kingdom of God. Romans. Let's visit the Romans, Romans chapter 2, Romans chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, Romans chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, God says we're inexcusable. Whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doest the same thing. Well, Lord, I didn't do exactly what they did. Don't let him go in your little closet and pull that thing out. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember I was sitting in this church service. And the minister was saying all about, you know, how we've done these terrible things and blah, 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 blah. And I was dumb enough to sit up in that church and say to the Lord, Lord, I don't understand what he's talking about. (laughs) Well, suddenly the man opened his mouth and let out of his mouth the very sin that I had committed. And I went, oh, I mean, it's like he was sitting there listening for every syllable that the Lord was going to say to me, and he said it. And I was so ashamed. I tried to pull my glasses back over my face so nobody could see what I was really thinking. I said, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Forgive me for that. That was just stupid. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth 
against them which commit such things. God only uses the truth when he judges. He doesn't use the gossip from down the road or the gossip in the family. No, Jesus shows up with the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Amen? When he judges us, that's all he uses is the truth. And thinkest thou this, O man, that, that, that judges them which do such things and does the same, that thou shall escape the judgment of God? You think you can talk about them when they do it, but when you do something bad, you think God's just going to forget all about that. Or despises thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance. Forbearance means putting up with you and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. God's being good to you. He hadn't judged you yet. You do those same little ugly things that you talk about other people for doing. But God's being very patient and very good with you. He hasn't punished you yet. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You got a hard heart, and it is not repenting. Your little evil, wicked heart is still bad, and you're still walking around like I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and that little stink sin is still in your heart. And God is saying, uh, I'm calling you on that today. Who will render to every man according to his deeds. You act like God's going to forget every bad thing you've ever done, and you don't get anything back for the bad you did. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. That's the way it works. You want to fuss back? You don't want to do what the Bible says? Well, I don't have to do that. Well, I don't think you're going to like what happens in the end. You get indignation, wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good. For there is no respect of persons with God. There is no respect of persons. You do wrong, you get what you get for doing wrong. You do right, you get what you get for doing right. Amen? See, God doesn't play favorites. Not at all. God does not play favorites. You see, the Lord is being very patient and long-suffering with all of us. He is still waiting on you. And all this time, he's been waiting on you without punishing you 
to give you time to turn from your sin. He's being kind to you to lead you to true repentance. Those who have a tendency to criticize should learn to harness and hold their tongue. Amen. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. In the multitude of words, in other words, there's plenty of sin. Just keep running your mouth. Sooner or later, you'll stick your foot in. But he that refraineth his lips is wise. He that keeps his big mouth shut, amen, walks in wisdom. Why? Well, let's go to Proverbs 29, verse 11. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind. What does that mean? It means a fool doesn't know when to shut up. That's what it means. He just babbles on and on and on. In fact, this is one of the hallmarks of a fool. When you're around somebody that can't shut their mouth, know that they're a fool. Just know it. Because if you continue to go through the book of Proverbs, you'll find some other things, and you can just check the list. They'll check every box. Yes, I did. A fool utters all his mind. Anything that that runs through there, it's out his mouth. There's no such thing as a gate to shut that thing. But a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. He puts a sock in his mouth. You get it? Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, be not rash. I'm in verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth. Don't be so quick to criticize, folks. Watch your mouth. You're about to get yourself into trouble. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Verse 3, a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. A fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. It's like a river flowing. You need a dam to shut that thing down. Verse 4, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4. It says, for he hath no pleasure in food. Right there. Somebody needs to highlight that. For he hath no pleasure in food. Verse 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 
5, verse 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. I'm going to stop right there because that's enough for you right there. Do not allow your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. James chapter 1, verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Just because you are all hot under the collar doesn't mean God thinks it's okay. Doesn't mean you're working out his will. It just means you're hot under the collar. And you see, that's another attribute of a fool. They have a quick temper. Amen. You are instead to sow mercy. Because you certainly need it. Amen? Mm -hmm. Hosea, Old Testament. Hosea, chapter 10, verse 12. Hosea, chapter 10, verse 12. These are some good instructions here. So to yourselves in righteousness. You'll like that crop. Reap in mercy. So to yourselves in righteousness. Right believing, right, right doing, right speaking. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. What is fallow ground? Well, you know, when you go to plant, you got to open up the ground. You can't just throw the seeds anywhere. You got to open up the ground. But the ground is full of roots, old roots from old trees and rocks and boulders and all kinds of things. So you have to break that ground up. They have, what do you call those machines? Tillers? That's what they're called, tillers. They go through and they tear up the ground so that you can open it up so that you'll be able to remove the obstruction and plant, and then when the seed goes in the ground, it can go ahead and germinate. It doesn't have an immediate problem of some rock that shouldn't be there. Well, what fellow ground do you have? In your heart? In your heart and mind. You need to go in there with a Holy Ghost tiller and break up that hard, unpenetrable ground in your heart, that hard-heartedness that you have. You know somebody did something, You forgave them, but you're still hard about it. We've all got those places. But we got to break that up. You see, God wants to bring revival in our spirit. 
and he can't do it if you're not going to do the work. Amen? Amen. Break up your fallow ground, not your spouse's fallow ground, your own. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. You got to work in the ground of your own heart and mind. You got to learn how to leave that old baggage at the train station. Turn those old attitudes and beliefs in at the foot of Calvary. You can't take them any further on the journey. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you want God's blessing in your life, then unlearn wicked ways and don't give way to being critical or negative. Unlearn your own wicked ways. That's what God wants. And don't give in to being critical, having too much to say, being too opinionated. You know, we read the news, and we have the nerve to sit up and judge people, people we've never met in our lives and never will meet. But we judge them. At the same time, we still got a ton of wickedness still in us, and God's trying to get us to deal with it. Psalm 15, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 15, beginning with verse 1. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who's going to live with you? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Well, here comes the answer. It's a good answer. He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness, and here it comes, speaketh the truth in his heart. Speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue. You're not talking about folks behind their back, tearing them apart, ripping them up, discussing their this, that, or the other. Nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. You're not up there insulting your neighbor smiling at their face across the fence and talking about them like a dog as soon as they turn away. You don't do that, now do you? You're not that kind of a hypocrite. Psalm 34. Psalm 34, beginning with verse 12. Psalm 34, beginning with verse 12. What man is he that desireth life? And loveth many days, that he may see good. Well, hear the instructions. Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile or deceit. Depart from evil and do good. First, though, you got to depart from evil. Seek and pursue it. Go after peace. Go after peace. 
that's the one that's going to love many days and see a lot of good. He's going to watch his mouth because every time he opens it the wrong way, he cuts his own throat. Amen. First Corinthians chapter four, verse five. First Corinthians chapter four, verse five. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Uh-huh. You see, Jesus promises he's going to bring that to light and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. Yes, it's going to all come out. All that you said and did in darkness is going to come to the light. Wasn't there a song that said something about that? Something about what you do in the dark will come to the light? Well, Jesus isn't joking. He's telling you right here that's what's going to happen. Amen. He's real. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 17. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 17. You see, we have a tendency to condemn people. They do wrong, we condemn them. We're good at it. But in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Isn't that the team we're supposed to be on? First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3 verse Eight. First Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. I know there's somebody's spouse that's about to fall off the sofa. Because the Bible says, be courteous. Mm-hmm. There's some sibling that isn't liking that part of the scripture because it says, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Mm. Ah. Say. Our constant bickering and strife is not a miracle of the love of God. It's not that at all. So let's exchange our wicked ways for the love of Jesus. We ask God to judge us in a favorable light. Well, if this is what we want, we should first act lovingly toward others 
and judge them with favor as well. We are to treat others the way that God treats us. We are called to recognize the dignity that God affords to others. Despising them and trashing them does not glorify the Father who created them in his image and likeness. If we want to be judged by our good intentions, then we should judge others by their good intentions also, and not only by their flawed actions. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. I can't stand my sister. She's just such a... You know how that works. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother or sister, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Mm-hmm. And they'll know that we are Christians by our love. First John chapter four, beginning with verse seven. First John chapter four, beginning with verse seven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, 1 John chapter 4, verse 11. Beloved, If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. Mm -hmm. Beloved, let us love one another and do those things which make for peace. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let us stand for the benediction. Amen. Let us stand for the benediction. And now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, 
through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Saints, God is helping us. He's helping us. Let's take advantage of the help. Amen. Amen. Let's take advantage of the help. Pastor loves you, and we'll talk some more on Wednesday. Praise the Lord. You don't.